Alright, so we got rolling on tape one. Get the other piece of technology working. And we're rolling number two, maybe. It's thinking about it. There it goes. Alright. Alright, alright, alright. Hey, uh, we're here at Americana, the American way. Another exciting episode. I thought I was going to have to do some boring stuff about Andrew Cuomo being a moron, but uh, leave it to old Trumpy Bay Bay to save my day. Uh, he gave his first public speech since leaving office today. Uh, I'm going to hit the highlights. He talked about the uh, Trumpism movement, talked about uniting the Republican Party. Uh, you know, well, there was a lot covered. I've got about four or five pages of notes. Uh, one of the best 90-minute speeches you'll hear. It went quick. It went quick. I really thought it was going to be like, I, when it was over, I thought it was like a 30-minute speech. And he went for 90, uh, they said. it Probably give or take a minute or two. But we'll get into all that. I want to talk a little bit about, uh, after I read my highlights from my notes, I'm going to talk a little about the media's build-up to his speech and what's going to happen after his speech in the media. But first, I have to light the ceremonial cigar. So, listen to Hail to the Chief, or in this case, the former chief. And we'll, get, we'll get it on. frame this speech but it was great um best political speech I've heard in a lifetime of you know nerdy following this stuff um first of all the places you can find me on social media on parlor it's at the real big john all one word on Rumble and Telegram, it's Americana, the American way. Um, those are my two, three main places. Uh, so, trying to get, get off of Twitter, I used to still use it to, for my wrestling passion um, and following celebrities and 
different people. What? Anyway. So Trump came out talking, talked about the, the future of the Republican Party. Right off the bat, he dispelled the myth that he was going to start another party. Uh, he said that that would just uh, cause cause him and his people to lose. That you would just split votes and, and lose. Okay? So, that being said, Trump is not, from his own mouth, is not starting a third political party. He said they're going to, we need to take the Republican Party and reform it. He did name names of about... Uh, 10 rhinos that need to go in the Republican Party. Republicans in name only, for those of you that don't know what rhino is. And he said, you know, th these are the names. Now, after the speech, people, uh, I watched it, I, I was trying to watch it on, um, what was it, Right, Right Something News? Um, but right side news or something like that. Anyways, uh, the stream was just having problems. So after flipping around, I don't think it was a problem with their stream. I think it was a problem with my technology. So I ended up watching it on my phone on Fox, Fox Now News or Fox News Now uh, on YouTube. And I don't know how this is related to the greater Fox News network, but... Oh, definitely the third string team. And their reporter said, well, how can you talk about uniting the Republican Party when you've just named names of people that voted to impeach you? Well, sometimes uniting can mean getting rid of the people or things uh, that are, are weighing you down. You know, if they don't, People don't want to unite with you and find a middle ground, and they say they're going to hate you just because you are you, okay? And Liz Cheney, her her dad, Dick Cheney, who I used to respect and like, uh, he was one of the biggest war hawks, and she's a war hawk, uh, but, you know, she's gone against a lot of Republicans, Mitt Romney, remember, was supposed to be Mr. Not-Quite-Republican, was supposed to be Mr. Center of the, the political spectrum and, you know, appeal to the broad base, the broad band of voters. Uh, and, of course, he didn't, <laughs> sadly. Um, but, you know... Those people that say they're going to hate on conservatism, Repu uh, the values of the Republican Party, uh, moving the party forward, then if they're going to hate everything about or not, I shouldn't say hate, but disagree with everything about the party, then you can't unite with them. You know, you got to find people that uh, maybe don't always agree with you. That's stupid, but 
find people that are going to at least agree to disagree at times and do what's for the best. So anyways, Trump said, you know, in the future of our movement, party, and nation, starting a new party would divide votes and we would never win. I already said that. Uh, we will fight radicalism and socialism, which leads to communism. And he's not talking about storming buildings, coup d'etats. <laughs> okay, that's what the media is going to frame it as. Uh, I've said a million times on here, every stinking politician says, we're going to Washington to fight for you. And none of them ever do. But, you know, he's saying, you know, we've got to fight this socialist agenda. Uh, it's a couple years old now, but uh, it comes back every now and then. One of uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's um, peeps, uh, staffers, advisors, quit and said that um, you know the Green New Deal was never about the environment. It was about a takeover of the economy and environmentalism was just the sham or the smoke and mirrors as the great Rush Limbaugh used to say to make you um, think uh, that it was a good thing. You know, uh, that's what Democrats do. They do all this nicey-nicey stuff and we're your friends. We're we're doing. We're fighting for the children. We're fighting for the environment. Oh, blah blah blah. And no, it's really about controlling you. They tried to do it with your health care. They're trying to do it now through this environmentalism stuff. And look, folks, we all want clean, fresh drinking water. It's like we all want to breathe clean air. We're not denying that. We're not saying that's a bad thing, but. Again, the, things like the Green New Deal, it's just socialism, which leads to communism. Um, Trump said, you know, we talked to Joe during the debates, and he never brought up all these radical things that he's signing. And then Trump said, hell, we never knew what the, we never knew what the hell he was talking about anyway. <laughs> which I thought was pretty cute. Nobody knows what the hell Joe Biden's talking about. Um... I always say, you know, the best line of the campaign was my stepdad. He said, have you ever listened to that Joe Biden talk? And I'm like, yeah, you can't understand what the heck he's saying. My stepdad starts laughing and goes, yeah, he's like me. Nobody knows what the hell he's trying to say. <laughs> it just, you know, that's what people thought, of, what, what sane people thought of Joe Biden. I don't know what the heck the 80 supposed million people that voted for Biden were smoking and thinking, but they were thinking something. Smoking and drinking something. So, uh, further on here, you know, he talked about ye, ye old FDA, the Food Drug Administration. Uh, you know, he, he said, quote, the Trump administration pushed the Trump administration pushed them harder than they'd ever been pushed for. Uh, that's the end of the quote pushed uh, for, you know, the vaccine, the therapeutics uh, saved many people around the world and in America, he said. So, you know, this whole idea that he's xylophonic, 
hates people of other nations. He just talked about pushing the FDA towards getting a vaccine and therapeutics approved in record amounts of time in order to save people around the world and, of course, save American lives during this pandemic. Uh, He went on to say, you know, the Biden administration is just putting into action the plans of the Trump administration. And I said that for a long time, that, you know, Biden is just saying that he's going to do things that Trump already did. But here's what Trump said about it. You know, Biden is only implementing the Trump administration plan. Biden said they had no vaccine when he got in office. He didn't know what he was talking about, end quote. Um, And then he pointed out that Biden got his vaccination shot on December 21st. Uh, almost a full month before he took office. Uh, Trump brought up, you know, the endless wars and how he was, you know, getting our people out of Afghanistan, our military and contractors and all that goes with the military-industrial complex. And now, you know, Biden wants to go back in there. He wants to go back into Iraq. Um, He brought up the WHO, the World Health Organization, not the band. Uh, He brought up the Paris Climate Accord. Uh, Then he talked about, you know, what is Trumpism? This is what needed to be defined, and the media won't report it, but I will. Um, He said, you know, Trumpism is better trade deals, lower taxes, less regulation, the Second Amendment, looking out for the forgotten men and women. That's so important in America. For 50 years since... 1980, 79-ish, and Black Monday, there has been this group of Americans in the Midwest, whatever you want to call us, flyover states, that have been overlooked, forgotten, you know, dissed, uh, however you want to say it forgotten by the politicians, the media, everyone that's supposed to be looking out for us, not that the media is supposed to look out for us, but we have been forgotten. And, you know, this is how Trump got elected in 2016, was looking out for the forgotten man and woman, okay? Or speaking to the forgotten man and woman. The working people that want to build things with their hands, that want to labor in factories, that, you know, have a a work ethic and a value that uh, a lot don't have these days. Um, Any business owner will tell you right now that their most difficult task is finding people that want to work. Everybody says they want to work, but... Some of the problem with America today is we have a lot of people that want a 
job with a big salary, perks galore, and little responsibility, and less work. <laughs> and that's the real problem with the United States. So, we'll see where all this goes. Uh, Trump went on to describe Trumpism as, you know, a strong military, take care of our veterans. Uh, he talked about Space Force, which I never, still don't understand Space Force, but uh, he said strong communities, you know, legal immigration, rule of law, all these things are Trumpism. He talked about our party, meaning the Republican Party, and he said, you know, This is hard being the editor and the recorder and the online talent at the same time. He said, our party is about pride in our country. It's about American exceptionalism, blessed by God, and then the crowd breaks out into this we love you chant which was phenomenal that's never happened before in history uh, of politics in any country around the world okay and I'll get mention something about that later um, he said it's about patriotic education judeo-christian values uh, rejecting cancel culture the Constitution mean, says means what it says. Uh, believe in low or believe in law and order. I started to say lower taxes. <coughs> believe in uh, a law and order. Bring back our factories. Make sure America dominates the world in the future and not China. She said these are the convictions of our movement and must be the convictions of our party going forward which I completely agree with. I just, you can't deny that. He talked about, you know, Republicans need to push for fair election laws. Um, and he said, this is what needs to happen for there to be fair elections in the future. He said, there needs to be one election day. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. Uh, he said, you know, when it comes to vote by mail, there has to be a reason. You either have to be sick, out of country, or in the military. And that's how absentee voting was for, like, the first 10 elections of my voting. Eh, maybe less than that. But for most of my life, lifetime, and before that, if you wanted to vote absentee, you had to have a reason. And the reasons were pretty broad. You you were uh, working. And the polls are open for 13 hours. If you want to participate in your most one of your most sacred rights as an American, 
you can find time in your day to stop at the polls for an hour and vote. And I'm talking an hour maximum. Okay? Not, you know, it's always going to be an hour. It could be a couple minutes. Depending on, you know, what election it is. But in a big presidential year, you might wait in line for an hour if you live in a big city. So anyway, he said we need voter ID, and that's something that's always been called racist and biased and bigoted by the left. You need an ID for everything else in life. You know, Trump said, you know, if you need a, if you want to go to the Democratic National Convention, you needed an ID to get in. Well, why don't you need an ID to go vote? Uh, he said we need universal signature matching, which the Democrats want to get rid of. There needs to be a 100% citizenship requirement, and there needs to be a chain of custody for every ballot. Now, here in Ohio, when those ballots come in, the Republican and the um, Democrat poll, you know, like the heads at the, that particular polling location, they open the ballots together. They make sure the ballots are secured and driven to the Board of Elections. Okay? And, of course, now we have paper ballots and a memory card. But everything is secured and driven to the Board of Elections. There's a lock on the voting machine. If that lock is broken when they open the polls... Everything has to stop. The Board of Elections has to be called. And there has to be something, uh, a plan to move forward. Because if that lock's broken, that means that the memory card could have been messed with. The machine could have been manipulated overnight. Blah, blah, woof, woof. Um, but from the time those blank ballots, hopefully blank, enter that polling location to the time they leave, there's a chain of custody and the poll workers have to sign off that, you know, everything was legit to the best of their knowledge, uh, that these ballots were not marked when they opened them and that these ballots were only marked by registered voters and taken to the board of elections in the center of the county. <sighs> I would add one thing to this that Absentee ballots need to be the first ballots scanned of the night. At 7.30 or whenever the poll is closed, 7.30, 8 p.m., whatever it is, in your particular state. Those absentee ballots should be at the county board, county board of Elections. They should then be open when the polls close at the stroke of the clock. They should be open. Then they get scanned into the vote, their uh, voting machine. Not before then, you know, and then as the other ballots come in from the polls where people physically went and voted, those get that get run, those memory cards get put into the master machine, whatever it is, after all the absentee ballots have been run. 
That's how we do it in Ohio. And it works really, really well. So, just saying. Uh, he brought up House Bill 1, H.R. 1. We need to look into this and we need to make sure it stops. Um, there's things in there that limit free speech. There are things on in there that Trump says will hurt our elections. So I have to do more research on that. But you can look into House Bill 1 or H.R. 1 uh, for yourself. You don't need me to do it for you. Uh, he said top Republicans should be attacking Pelosi, Schumer, and Biden, not him. Uh, this is where he names the Republicans that voted to impeach him. Uh, Democrats are vicious, but they stick together. And he said, but their policies are no good. So if we stick together with our good policies, which are good for America, we can beat the Democrats. He said, Republicans need to stick together. Rhinos, we take the cigar out to say this. Republicans need to stick together. Rhinos would destroy our country. I will actively work to elect strong leaders. Pretty awesome, right? Uh, he went on to praise Jim Jordan in, the, in this section of his speech. He talked about, you know, in primaries, he won 100 of 122 House of Representative seats. Uh, and the two that lost said that they were strong, stronger Trump Trump, or, Trump supporters than the two people he endorsed. Uh, <clears throat> he called his endorsement the biggest political capital going in America right now. And I, I find that hard to disagree with. Uh, he said you know, he was undefeated in the Senate, which he was, unlike the Lincoln Party, which was defeated 0 for 6 in the Senate. Uh, he said we had huge gains in the House and Senate, uh, you know, in the House and held 8 to 10 Senate seats we were supposed to lose. Uh, so gained big in the House because of him being at the top of the ballot. Uh, and then only... <laughs> or pardon me, <coughs> held 8 to 10 Senate seats that we were supposed to lose because he was at the top of the ticket. Ah, cool, clear, polluted water. Uh, he said, you know, we gained seats in the House of Representatives. Uh, he said he got 1.5 million more votes than all of the members of the House of Representatives combined. And then he goes, how did we lose? Uh, he said, you know, my 75 million votes were more than any incumbent president in history, which is a fact. And then he goes, what happened at 3.02 in the morning? Quote. <laughs> uh, and then he finished up by saying, you know, for the future, we need to donate to Save America Pack at DonaldJTrump.com. Um, like I was saying earlier, in all my years of political nerding, this was the best speech I've heard. Um, next to his Mount Rushmore speech and Rush Lim or pardon me, 
Rush Limbaugh, yeah. Next to his Mount Rushmore speech, and you know, a lot of Reagan's speeches were obviously great. But this is how the media built CPAC up. And I've been following CPAC for 22 years. Um, I've always wanted to attend, but just never got around to it. I know I'm, that's pretty lazy to want to attend something for 22 years and never attend it, but eh, well. Uh, but the media, multiple, multiple media sources I read over the weekend called this a white nationalist event, a white supremacist event. I have never in all my years of following CPAC heard it called that. And I think CPAC has been around for 30 years. I've only known about it since about 1998. Um, now, this is interesting if it's white supremacist. Uh, you have other countries that have been reaching out to CPAC and saying, come to our country. The socialists are trying to come in and we need your help combating them. <clears throat> we need people to see what conservatism, conservatism is. And we also need them to be taught what's bad about socialism. So you've got countries like South Korea inviting a white supremacist group or a white supremacist event to their countries. Yeah, see, this is where the media blindfolds folds us and pulls the wool over our eyes, does the smoke and mirrors, magic tricks, the shell game. They use these uh, key words to strike feelings and fears and thoughts into us they're just untrue simply not true there were so many black people i hate to pull this card out but so many african americans on stage at cpac uh so many women, so many minor minorities. And I hate to look at people through the lens of skin color. But the media forces me to defend myself and defend uh, things like the Conservative Political Action Conference. Uh, to defend you know the Republican Party by bringing race into it and saying, wait a minute. Why, why is South Korea inviting a white supremacist organization to its country. Why are the good political leaders there inviting uh, this group if it's white supremacy? That wouldn't make any sense. You know, uh, anyway. <clears throat> Looking at the social media uh, reactions to this, just from my little group of grupo friends. WWE have hoovered up so much... Of course, my internet kicks back on and a video about wrestling comes on. We're having a storm here in Ohio. Because we got a cold front coming through. It's going to get cold and snowy again this week. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm an idiot. Uh, but I like the cold and the snow because I'm fat and I sweat when it gets above 50 degrees. Um... But anyway, my computer internet went out because there's a storm was the point of that whole dog and pony show I just put on. 
So going into my social media, uh, among my friends, one friend, one friend, not Fred, one friend said something will come out about Trump in the next 30 days because Biden sees a rematch they can't win. That's true. Watch. Watch what happens. Watch what happened before CPAC. They were calling it a white supremacist event. And watch after this. Something will come out. Trump's already handed over millions of documents in relation to his taxes. And remember before the election, they tried to do this thing where they said Trump only paid $750 in taxes. And that, that turned out not to be true. What Trump had done in the past was paid in advance. So he only owed $750 one year um, because he had paid so many millions in advance in case something came out later, like there was an error in his old taxes and he owed money. Uh, he would have a, a cushion there. So anyways, but you know, something like that is going to come out in the next 30 days to try and bury Trump for 2024. Uh, he did not announce that he was going to run in 2024. He made some subtle heavy hints that he would, uh, but did not make a full-fledged announcement. Um, another friend of mine compared the We Love You chants to the National Socialist Workers Party of Germany. Um, I can remember their piece of trash, animal, disgusting leader speaking loudly and screaming. But um, and, um, a lot of times at his rallies, if you didn't cheer him, you died. And that's not the case with Republicans or Trumpers or Trumpism. We do not have any plans on killing people who disagree with us. Uh, we don't plan to kill the mentally handicapped, uh, Catholics, uh, Jewish people, uh, people of any religion. We do not plan on harming anybody. So to compare we love you chants to Trump at his rallies and at the CPAC event uh, to the National Socialist Workers Party of Germany is ludicrous and very ignorant and very disrespectful uh, towards Holocaust victims and survivors, in my opinion. But that's what one of my derelict friends did. Uh, and the media is going to do that too, so because he's a Clinton News Network and PMS NBC fan. Uh, wrapping it up, speakings of the media, the media, 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 media. I said I was watching this on Fox News Now on YouTube, um, and it was like the amateur hour. Like they were less organized. Whoever was doing the webcast was like worse at tech and editing and videoing than I am. And he. Uh, you know, was quick. Uh, Trump, you know, brought up the unfounded false claims the election was stolen, and he said that over and over again. Now, maybe, 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 baby, he was saying that to uh, fight the big tech censors because you know, they Facebook, 
and YouTube will pull your stream now uh, if you say anything about the election being rigged, stolen, false, fake, um, whatever. Uh, and Twitter will take down your videos uh, or your links to your videos if you claim in those videos that there was uh, election fraud or manipulation. And so maybe that's what this guy on Fox News Now was trying to do was to keep the, the feed from being pulled or the, you know when it uh, uploads later. He didn't want to have his 15 minutes of fame taken from him because Trump brought up election fraud and uh, allegations like that. I don't know, but that was even Fox News was going after him and saying, you know, unfounded claims of, you know, stolen election and blah, blah, woof, woof. Um, and I think that's what the media will focus on going forward with this speech. They will not focus on how he defined Trumpism. Uh, he will not, they will not focus on how he said that the Republican Party needs to unite. And the, keep in mind, the Democrat Party is fractured too, pardon me, along uh, caucus, as they call it, lines. You know, within the Democratic Party, you kind of have the standard bearers, Nancy Pelosi and such. And then you have the progressive caucus which is the squad and AOC and all those uh, wackadoos. So uh, the media is not going to talk about Trump defining what the Republican Party needs to do going forward. They probably won't talk about his common sense uh, suggestions for future free and fair elections. They will only focus on the part of the speech that he spent talking about losing the election. Uh, he Trump in his speech said that you know there there are eight there are 19 bellwether counties in this country. If you win those 18 counties, you generally win the overall election. He or part if you win those 19 counties, he won 18 out of 19 of those counties. Uh, you know he said you know if you win Ohio, Florida, and Iowa, which he won bigly, he said, uh, <clears throat> you generally win the rest of the country. Now, the, the reasoning, the reason that that happens is generally those, those three states are such a microcosm of the larger demographics that you can judge the rest of the country off of those states. And he said, you know, no president has ever won those states and won them bigly and lost the rest of the country. Uh, but that's where the media is going to focus. So, hey man, it was a great speech. Um, it went quick. I thought it was like a 30 minute speech and it was 90 minutes. Um, it was, well, it was a one, it was a one cigar speech. So I guess that, that would have been 90 minutes because it takes about 90 minutes to smoke a big cigar. Like I was smoking at the time. So, there it is. Go watch it, man. It was a good speech. You gotta listen to what, what people say. You cannot listen to what the media tells you. You gotta listen to what the person says. Because, you know what? When Trump's approval rating 
was at its best. It was when he was on television every day giving those COVID updates. And then the media pulled him from those speeches. They made the they lied and said he told people to go drink bleach and inject Lysol or vice versa, which he never said. Go watch the speech. Go watch the press conference. Uh, and they used that as their excuse to pull his speeches from television. And so, really, the reason I think they pulled his speeches were because his approval rating was going up and up and up at a time when he was supposed to be losing the election, uh, according to their made-up polls, big time. He was supposed to lose big time. But... Things started to trend in the wrong direction, and the Democrats and their media buddies circled the wagons, and uh, they won. A cabal, according to Time magazine, the bastion of conservatism that it is, the cabal conspired to fortify the election and make sure the right candidate won. Well, enjoy your $5 gas high unemployment, and uh, getting your ass kicked by China. By the way, I love Chinese people. Most Chinese people I've ever met have come to the United States mostly to escape the Chinese Communist Party, uh, and they want to contribute to our country. Some of, them, some of them somehow get brainwashed into being Democrats, but whatever. Uh, anyways... So y'all pray for one another. Take care of yourselves. And uh, God bless you all. Even Mr. Scrooge, as Tiny Tim would say. We'll see you next time on Americana, the American Way.